0: Greetings, it's Terry at Cottage in the Court. Well, we are at the middle of September. Totally unbelievable to me. It just seems like summer was in the last blink. And now we've jumped forward and we're falling into a new season. When I looked around my garden, I tried to think of what I might want to change. Well, I've got this one bed in the middle. And it has my favorite, Rudbeckia hirta, And I think I want to take the butterfly bush out. And add something new. I'll tell you what that is later. But I am seeing purple berries with that golden glow of Rudbeckia. And I'm dreaming about it, which means I've got to make it happen. Uh, There are worse things. When I think about how far into this month we are, I also realize that we are exactly 30 days away from the We Sow, We Grow Summit. I'd like to introduce you to Natasha Nichols. Natasha is a go-getter. In her Chicago community, she is building something wonderful. And I'd like to share that with you. Because maybe it will inspire you to build community as well, no matter where you live. Here's my friend, Natasha Nichols how you doing Natasha
1: I am doing just fine how are you absolutely wonderful tell
0: my listeners who is Natasha and what do you do
1: oh that's a that's a loaded question um all of the people who know me would probably start laughing right about now if if you know, they they asked who Natasha was. Um, Natasha is a, a little short, you know, bow-legged girl from Chicago, born and raised, uh, and she loves her city. And she is uh, the firstborn daughter of, of uh, two high school sweethearts. And, you know, she grows up bossy and never ever thinks that bossy is a bad thing at all, <laughs> even though people try to, um make it so, you know that that bossy was a bad thing. She just saw it as I keep order and I keep everybody on task so that I don't get in trouble. That's 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 who Natasha is um, that's 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 baby Natasha. Uh, adult Natasha is a wife and a mother of four um, she's also a uh, master urban farmer, a lover of laughing, which you will probably hear a lot during this podcast. And generally, um, I love napping, eating, and old, old school television. Uh, I, I feel myself turning into my grandparents now. Um, and after after this podcast, I'm probably going to go watch Murder, She Wrote, and then go to bed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was one of my favorites, too. So I feel you 100%. And I have to say, when you... Put things on your Instagram feed that you're cooking. It's like, oh, that's ridiculous. That is, that's, <laughs> she should not be doing that. I feel fat, and I'm just looking at what you're posting. What made you decide that you really love cooking?
1: I don't. Food has always been the the great uniter. You know, um, every single good memory I think uh, uh, that I have with family, it's been around um, a dinner table it's, it's one of those things. If you're mad, a good meal can help you. Um, it's sad. A good meal can help you. If you're celebrating a good meal can help you. Um, if you're pensive, a good meal can help you. And I know, you know, um, there, there are folks who don't have a really good relationship with food, but food has always been for me, uh, a calming thing. And, and, um, I also realized that if I'm feeling super stressed or sad, cooking will always bring me back to the middle because you have to concentrate on what you're doing in order to do it well. And it, it makes it so your brain can't think about anything else mm-hmm. because you're you're looking at the ingredients that you're doing and the chopping that you're doing and how you're forming the, the, the dough for whatever I'm baking or um, the sauce for whatever I'm creating on the stove. And it just gives me... Um, a way to relax and it's also the reason why if my kitchen's not clean when I go in to uh, cook or bake I have a fit and that that sends me over the edge but that's another story that's another story for another time
0: <laughs> I know but you know they they grow and they go <laughs> and then your kitchen is always clean this I know for sure so we're talking about food you have a Farming project in the I city.
1: Do. I do. Tell me about that. It is the We So We Grow project, and we were established in 2016 um, out out of a desire to grow the community that I lived in. I live in the West Pullman neighborhood of the great city of Chicago, and um, my. Family and I, my husband and I, built our, our home from the ground up, and then we moved our children from the west side of Chicago to the very far south side of Chicago. And uh, right across from our house was this big open lot, full of grass, um, and people were using it as a landfill, as people sometimes do when they're walking, or driving by, or biking by. And it was an eyesore. It's it's something that I didn't like looking out of my front front window my bedroom window and looking at because it's my block and and I live here and it's you know my responsibility to make sure that the block that I live on stays beautiful right whether I inhabit all the houses on the block or just one I can't complain about how crappy it looks if if I'm not doing anything about it so um one day in April of 2016 my my children and I I told them to come out and we had contractor bags and we picked up every piece of garbage in that Mm -hmm. lot. And this is a lot that can fit, I believe, three um, single family homes on it uh, in the in the city. So they're cottage style. Mm -hmm. And we I don't know how many contractor bags we filled, But then the idea to make it into a community garden came and, you know, I was going to build the beds and fill them with soil and then invite the community to come in and buy a plot. Uh, for a certain amount of money to raise funds for something. I don't know what it was going to be for, but it would would have been either for the the growing of the community garden or um, neighborhood stuff that needed to be done. Mm -hmm. And I learned a very valuable lesson. First of all, nobody wanted to do manual labor Mm -hmm. on their own. (laughs) Nobody. Nobody wanted to uh, come and tend to a plot all summer long at at the corner, uh, they much rather my husband and my family and I to tend to the plots ourselves, and they would come and purchase from us. So we pivoted from a community garden to an urban farm, and then um, it grew from just an urban farm to an urban educational farm. So uh, I started sharing everything that I was learning on the farm with the people. Uh, I'm connected to on social media, and it became the We So We Grow project. And uh, then we established, we incorporated as a nonprofit in 2019. And now we do uh, community service. We also do the urban. We have the urban farm, and then we do community building. So it's it's taken on a set of legs that I didn't quite expect. Like all I thought that I would be doing was growing food um, and sharing it with the community. Now we're doing workshops and we're partnering with people all over the country and we are growing the food and we're planning and we're, you know, um, looking to purchase more land to grow the farm so that we can have in-person classes and a space for people to come and sit and learn and, and learn how to cook the food that they're growing and, and those types of things. And also um, a community gathering space that's safe mm-hmm. for both the children and the seniors and anybody else who just needs a spot to be safe and, and fit. Mm-hmm. It all, it all goes back to food. So that's, that's the way that it started. And it, it was always rooted though in a desire to connect the community mm-hmm. and, and um, making sure that we went back to uh, the days where I was younger, where we could, we could go to any neighbor's house, um, knock on their door and they knew who we were mm-hmm. because we lived on the block or we lived on the block behind them or the block in front of them or you know, the side block, they knew who our parents were. Mm-hmm they knew who our grandparents were, mm-hmm. like they knew the entire family. And we could, we could depend on each other for things. So if, you know, you ran out of eggs, when you were making breakfast, you could go and ask a neighbor uh, for some or, you know, things of that nature. We can't do that really anymore.
0: Right.
1: And, and people just want to mind their own business, which is mm-hmm. great, right? Um, but they also don't want to mind the the business of their communities. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, making the the thread of the community very, very weak. And we just don't look out for each other anymore. So this is a way for us to kind of look out for each other.
0: And when you say it all goes back to food, whether it's food physically in your mouth, into Mm -hmm. your body or food for the mind that we, the we, so we grow project feeds people mentally as well as spiritually and physically. That's the beautiful thing about it. I've watched you grow this project, and I remember writing about you when you won the Iris Award.
1: <laughs> yes, that was uh, that was 2019. 2019 was a, was a wonderful um, year and an incredibly hard year for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but that was the first time that I think I was, well, not the first time that I was recognized. Um, but the first time that i was widely recognized for the work that i was doing with with uh, the project and it was a pretty amazing night and it also set off a series of events um, that uh put me in in this space that i'm in now where i still can't believe it sometimes mm-hmm. and then uh then all of a sudden you know in my head i'm like well you know you know whose child you are of course you can do this and of course this is what' you're, you're supposed to be doing um why not you and and we keep we keep going we keep mm-hmm. going and having fun with it
0: what's your why 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 are you doing this
1: Oh gosh um My why is because I am supposed to love my neighbor mm-hmm. and this is a way for me to be- to be able to love my neighbor, even when my neighbor gets on my nerves, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking—I'm not talking physical, like my next door neighbor right now. I'm talking about everybody, mm-hmm. because at the very basic level, everybody deserves to eat. Um, everybody deserves to to you know know how to grow their own food if they want to, but but the ultimate thing is, if more people ate, I think they would be happier. Uh, um, and if, if they ate food that was grown by, you know, neighbors and they knew the people and knew the work that went into it and the love that was put into it and all of that other stuff, we would have such a greater appreciation for things. And, you know, we don't, we don't often think about that when we think about food, you know, mm-hmm. food is, I got to get to the grocery store. I have to get the quickest thing to make. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and something that won't take too many ingredients and, I just want to hurry up and get this done so we can get the food into our bellies and then everybody can go back to ignoring each other. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, and that's, that's not what food should be. Food should be, you know, it should be emotional. Mm-hmm. It should be, it should be something that you really focus on, um, and the presentation and, and how you grow it. And it, you know, the, the flavors and the the colors that you mix with everything, all of that should, should, be done. And my, my why is because, um, I'm a nicer person <laughs> when, I'm, when I, when uh, I, um when I am, uh, growing and, and being able to geek out with people. Um, and we, we all deserve, we all deserve a need, you know, for people to pay attention to us and I can do it with food with people. And it's, it also makes me, um, not as intimidating as people typically think I am, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious to me that they think that I am because I'm only five two. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, I, I'm five two, but with a big personality. Mm-hmm. However, when I'm out on the farm, um, the 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 nosiness and inquisitiveness of of people uh, overrides their. Um, my ability to intimidate them. So Mm -hmm. children, you know, children don't care. Really? (laughs) (laughs) They don't, they don't care who you are, how big you are. If they have a question about something, they're going to ask it. And quite often the children are the conduit for their adult caregivers or Mm -hmm. the, the adult people who are in charge of them. And it, it creates that bond and that relationship. And now we have, when we first started, everybody thought we were crazy you know, cause we're, we're in the city of Chicago and our farm is on the corner of a neighborhood, an already established block of houses. So we're not, we're not just out, you know, somewhere with wide open spaces at all. No, mm-hmm. you're driving, people are driving down the street as I'm, as I'm farming and they can see me out there with everything. Um, and when we first started, everybody thought that it was going to be a bus. And if there's anything that I've learned about myself, if you tell me, no, I can't do something that I've already decided that I'm going to do, Mm -hmm. it's just going to make me work harder at it. Now you can tell me, no, I can't do something. If I don't want to do it, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. So that's not a challenge to me at all. Mm -hmm. But with people telling me that we couldn't have a unified spot in our community where people would gather and, and talk and work together and, you know, volunteer and all of that other stuff. I, that was, that was my, my signal to make it happen. And we did that. And the chickens came out and people would, would see the chickens or see us out with the chickens talking to somebody else. And they would circle the block and come back around and park and then get out of their car and come at, you have a chicken out here. We can have chickens out here. And <laughs> it's just, it's really nice to be able to have those conversations because then you meet your extended neighborhood mm-hmm. and then they start looking out for you. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they see, anything hokey going on, on the farm or in the community in general, they have no problem reaching out and letting you know that, that that's happening. So it makes me feel good. That's my why. I want to grow the community and I, I, we need to see that connection come back.
0: Yeah. Amen. But food food is communal. It it helps build communal. I remember, you know, we always sat and had dinner with my dad when -hmm. he came home from work and that's where we talked. Everyone talked about their day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we can do the same thing in communities now, even though may- maybe both parents are working. Right. So you fix a you go outside and you harvest together as a family unit. You come back in and prepare it together as a family unit. And if there is a community farm, you can go there as a family activity. right? Yeah, so it connects and it builds. That's why I look at food as communal. So we are, uh, excited because today something launches. You want to share what that is?
1: It is our second annual, uh, we, so we grow summit and, and I am super excited. You can tell because the octaves of my voice get higher. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not speaking with my husky voice anymore. <laughs> it is, it is my excited voice. Um, the summit is something near and dear to my heart. We had our very first one, our inaugural, summit last September. And from what I could see, there was not an, uh, uh, an international gardening summit for anybody. They were always localized or, you know, for, for your specific zone. Nothing Mm -hmm. was ever, um, marketed to growers internationally. Mm -hmm. And if it was, and you all hear this, I'm sorry that I, I didn't, exasperate my, my research. But when, when I was looking last year, there wasn't anything there or that was readily found mm-hmm. and we want to be able to bring people together. And I have plans for it in the future, but, um, I'm keeping those close to my, my chest because, uh, I want to make sure that we're able to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are opening up registration, um, today. And we, we have uh, 20 plus speakers mm-hmm. And we're talking about everything edible gardening. We are talking permaculture and horticulture and um, um, canning and preserving and chicken keeping. And we're also talking about um, mental health as it comes to gardening and, you know, um, gardening in small spaces and uh, making sure that you are using your water smartly and composting and all of those great things that make everybody um great gardeners and it doesn't have to be zone specific um we're also excited because we have children presenting this this year so oh my! <laughs> it is it is going to be fun uh to have to have the kids uh presenting and showing that it doesn't matter what age you are gardening is for everyone and um I'm always happy to see things come to fruition mm-hmm. that I have in my head because there's a lot of stuff going on in my head right now. and And to see things start start taking shape is is wonderful. But um, let me stay focused. the The summit is October fifteenth through the seventeenth, mm-hmm. and it's a three day um, growing intensive. We will uh, also have something for you all who grow things that may not be legal in, in all of the states of the, of the country, but we do have a presentation for that as well. And, and that makes me excited too, because we're also growing mm-hmm. as, as our nonprofit grows. Mm-hmm. Um, tickets, uh, early bird tickets are on sale for a week. And the cost of the summit for uh, the weekend for the three days is $27. If you miss the early bird sales, uh, tickets go up to 47 and you can get an all access pass, which means you get access to the sessions that we have um, for six months after uh, our summit. Um, and, and that's uh, $97. So we, if you attended last year, you'll see that it was, is the same format that we had last year, but we brought the price down a little bit because we want to be able to be accessible to everyone and we don't want um, money to be a barrier. And for those of you who are purchasing and want to know um, what that money is going to, uh, it is going to help get our information and our nonprofit uh, to the people that, that need to have it and need that support because they can't go to gardening centers or you know things aren't necessarily in driving distance where they don't have cars to get mm-hmm. there. So they can have that information on tap from us at all times and um, proper information. Mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of stuff on garden and Instagram that I kind of raise an eyebrow at, and I'm mm-hmm. not, uh, I don't know all of everything, but I know some things don't work. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we, we want to make sure that people, people are getting the right information out there.
0: There's out there. always some things that make you want to go. <laughs> hmm, I don't think so. That is true. So when you thought of this concept of the summit, once again, why?
1: Because I wish I had it for me when, when I started uh, growing and, and I started in 2013. Um, and it would have been nice to have things on hand for me mm-hmm. and a person to ask questions to in a real format rather than having to Google everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, lot of, if, there's a lot of information out there and I am a visual learner. Mm-hmm. I love reading, but I love reading fiction. When it comes to having to read uh, for understanding and apply what I've read to things, I'm more of a, I need my teacher there and, and I need to do while I'm being taught. And that's, that's what the the summit allows you to be able to do. So we even had um, last year, we had someone build a raised bed and show, you know, bit by bit instead of. With photos, they showed the entire process of building a raised bed and lining it and filling it. And I want all of those aspects for for everyone. So we have our general chat session where people who learn from just reading, they can do it that way. We have our workshops uh, throughout the entire year, but they don't come in a mass format like the like the summit. So the summit gives you all of what we do all year long in one weekend and. Um, it also allows people to meet other other gardeners or growers in their zones, mm-hmm. and then they become friends, which happened last year, and it makes me very very happy that people were able to meet people and and follow people and um, find them, you know, in places and and learn something new and apply something new. So I met Shannon
0: Brusher last year. Yes! yes. Yeah. 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 And we're we're still uh, cautiously COVID here in the DMV. So mm-hmm. haven't had a chance to physically see her yet, but, um, you know, just to know that there's somebody else in my zone that right. thought enough of this to participate was meaningful to me. Um, and with all the new gardeners we have this year,
1: so many gardeners,
0: oh my goodness, they need they this information. The seats. Yeah. The seats. I know, I know. <laughs> that's okay.
1: But us old pros have our, our, you know, our stashes. I
0: was going to say we, we always got these stashes.
1: So we we know how to do those swaps and everything. But there you go. They, they they and and that that was also a great indicator um, that it was needed because uh, by the time a lot of the the stores put their stock in in weeks, it was gone. Mm-hmm. Instead of months like normal, mm-hmm. it was it was gone in a couple of weeks. And you know, people are out out here asking for common like common varieties that we were used to growing. They were asking for that and we couldn't, we couldn't get them at all. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then people would start it and then say, okay, I planted the seed now what? Mm -hmm. And they didn't know spacing. They didn't know, you know, sunlight or um, thinning or how much plants typically put out. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of folks who did the indeterminate tomatoes and did not realize (laughs) (laughs) that, that those that, those jokers can grow, I mean, as as tall as you want them to. Uh, if you if you trim them up, and pull, yeah, they will grow. And then determinate ones. Uh, um, we had a discussion in a workshop as well. Determinate, you know, they didn't realize they all ripen at the same time. So once they're done, they're done, and mm-hmm. you you gotta you gotta come on out with that plant. And it's just good. It's good information, and it lets folks know that they're not alone. In their learning, because quite often it's easy to feel like you're the only person who didn't know this information, or you're the only person who made this stupid mistake, um, or you're the only person who didn't know that if you added this to stuff, um, that this would happen. And Mm -hmm. and it it is important to see other people admit that they had the same struggles as you, and then tell you, hey, and this is how I got rid of them. Mm -hmm. So no, you're not, you're not doing it wrong. And even with my, you know, um, almost 10 plus years now of growing, uh, there are years where we still have shoddy, you know, harvests. Mm -hmm. And it's because I can't do anything about, you know, mother nature. There there are things you can do everything right. And stuff still just doesn't go. And people need to hear that. People need to be able to hear that.
0: Because gardening is not. Perfect. These wonderful, right. beautiful gardens you see in the magazines. It's yeah. not always that way. Yeah, you know. And so these new, the new gardeners need to know. So, what's that price breakdown again? Twenty
1: seven dollars for early bird access, and for then how many you days? Want, for three days. And if you want to extend the time that you have uh, to watch these sessions you can go ahead and buy your early bird access pass for $77. And that'll give you six months afterwards. If you miss that first week though, the price goes up 20 bucks. So it goes to 47 and then 97 for the all access pass. I mean, I'm presenting, but I'm excited (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: because I love it when we can come together and teach each other about gardening. Mm -hmm. I really, really do. I want to give away one all access pass for someone that registers for all access this week. I want to match what, their, um, what they pay. Well, hi, uh, <laughs> And one uh, $27 pass. Okay. So I want to sponsor $177 and $127, but they have to register this week.
1: Right. Y'all hear that? This so, week. so there, there's also something that, uh, uh people will learn about me. And when we share that, when I share the podcast, uh, my friends are going to crack up, um, in my day job, because the, the nonprofit is a, a night job, a lot of times for me <laughs> in my day job, uh, I run Houseful and associates, which is my media company, my online media company and for a while i was doing a game every thursday called this or that thursday on our brand page and i am a stickler for people following the rules so if i give you two options i need you to pick from one of those two options and do it the way that i told you she said y'all got to register this week don't come to her after after saturday 11:59 p.m. asking if you still qualify for it this week this week y'all follow rules now
0: and even though
1: she's short She has a big personality (laughs) and
0: I'm not playing with her. So she said this week, I'm not going to come back and on Tuesday going, Hey,
1: Natasha,
0: can I, she's going to say no. And I don't want to hear no. You got
1: to miss blessings, not following rules.
0: Yeah. So we're we're going to, we're going to make this one a success, just like it was last year. Uh, And it's going to get more and more exciting. And one more thing at the end of the summit, I want to give away. A copy of a book. Now they won't get it until next March because it's, it's got to get printed, but I will be randomly and Natasha, I'll let you pull the person's name. Okay. Giving away a copy of the urban garden, 101 ways to grow food and beauty in the city. So that's three things I'm committing to. Why? Because I believe in community. I believe in building community. And I too love to eat, so we're going but to eat
1: some people. You didn't tell us. You didn't tell us who the author of that book is. Oh,
0: well, it's a collaborative effort mm-hmm. by myself, Terry Spate, and Kathy Jents, Washington Gardener Magazine. Yes,
1: look at that. Yeah. We have, and 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 one thing that I love about our community, um, we have some heavy hitters in our community who stay super humble. And you wouldn't realize that, that they have done as much as they've done in the gardening and the growing community because they stay, they stay humble. And, you know, I found some people, I didn't realize they were, they were in the community. They're like, oh no, and you've been doing this and this and this and this. And then I go and look at their name and I said, oh, they're in, okay. All right. Okay. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna go with this. And, and it's been, it's been such a great blessing to have people of all walks and, and all levels of, of growing, because that's also important Mm -hmm. and no one, uh, one thing you'll also notice, um, there, there are a lot of times where people will shame you for, um, asking a question, Mm -hmm. uh, or, or not knowing a thing that they think should be common knowledge. Mm -hmm. And we don't, we don't do any of that in, in, in our community at all. And you'll find too, that people have four different answers for how to grow a certain thing based on what's worked for them in the, in the past. And we, we love to say, yo, you'll notice that you got four different answers Mm -hmm. and they're all right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Every single one of these answers is right. Now it's up to you to either experiment with all four or pick and then maybe next year, change it up. So we, we encourage, we encourage a lot of that too. And it makes gardening fun. It makes it, you know um, it makes it fun and it makes it for kids. It makes it uh, a great learning experience and an Mm -hmm. educational experience because they can experiment to their heart's desire and everybody typically does well with it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I love it. I love it. To
0: me. And I know this sounds goofy, but a great garden experience is like a well-seasoned pot of beans with some cornbread and honey on the side on a cold winter day. It is satisfying to the spirit, satisfying to the tummy. And you can't help but smile after eating something like you that. Can't.
1: You can't. You can't.
0: You know? So I got to say, we grow more than collards. We grow community. Correct. Build community. You know?
1: The seeds that we sow today will grow our communities and our neighborhoods tomorrow.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, uh, I'm gonna have all of your links. Um, give people your website and social media information, and I will also put it in the show notes.
1: We are the We So We Grow Project at We Sow We O R G. Um, and we are We so We Grow Everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can, on our website, you can join our newsletter to stay updated with things that we do. Uh, we do not spam anybody because our newsletter writer is tired. So <laughs> you get, you get the, the information that you need when you need it. Uh, she does not, she does not send things out. She is me. I am her. Uh, I am the writer. Um, yeah. And that's it. And you know, the, the DMS and the, the Twitter section and all of that other stuff is open. And I love, love, love people interacting with me and, and showing me uh, the things that they're growing and doing in the house, outside of the house, in in containers, in their raised beds, all of it. Show it all to me. Show it all to me. Good.
0: Well, I hope I can gift three people with something that will increase their gardening spirit and world. And I know this is going to be a successful summit because I'm speaking <laughs> once again. So, uh, We look forward to this, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed meeting Natasha. I also hope that you support the We Sow We Grow project. Whether you want to support as a sponsor or support as an attendee, It's programming like this that helps new gardeners as well as seasoned gardeners become better at what they've chosen to do. I'd like to read a brief passage from a book that I have really fallen in love with. The name of the book is Lessons from Plants. The author is Baronda L. Montgomery. Miranda writes, plants provide us with lessons for how to cultivate a robust, sense-driven life. They use sensors to keep close track of what is going on in the environment around them and then use that information to make wise decisions about how to budget their energy, acquire resources, and interact favorably with their neighbors. Well, Natasha has truly shown us a great lesson on how to build community. If you tap into her Facebook page, her Instagram feed, she's always sharing something of interest something to help make us better people. I'd like to say thank you to everyone that has been patient with me. Writing is an adventure. Uh, the first collaborative effort with Kathy Jentz, The Urban Garden, 101 Ways to Grow Food and Beauty in the City, will be available next March. And we hope that you'll bear with us as we try to keep it in the forefront of your mind. Because we're excited about this. I'd like to ask that you continue to follow me. My website, cottageinthecourt.com Instagram and Twitter, Cottage in Court, Facebook, Cottage in the Court And every once in a while, I'll write a medium if I've got something to say. Enjoy the day. Remember, register early, support often, and help us grow community.